Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe you won't die alone. Don't be too needy or bring up your ex. Don't say the words, her peace simplex. Don't ever mention you've never had sex. Trust me, I promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die alone. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dude, that's yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene speaking, I'm not that broke. Nice card was iffy. Pretty iffy. It was very, very iffy. Yeah, if you weren't careful, you could end up falling asleep. Um, but, uh, you know, it was uh, not quite as interesting, but, you know, they're telling the story, trying to lead up to the next uh, event, which we find out there's another one in, like, two weeks, which kind of threw us off. Uh, apparently, there's a heat wave that's coming through. Heat wave. Intriguing. All right. Very intriguing. Yes, so uh, we kick off this NXT with our first official match of the evening. We got Axiom one-on-one against Mustafa Ali. This match was a spot fest too many fuck-ups and just it went it just dragged ass didn't have any was this match way too long for an opening bout it was I mean we're watching and we're like okay can we get this on one false finish okay and then another false finish like seriously dude and then all of a sudden you see um scripts and those two other guys whose names I forgot who were those guys guys names again um Bronco Nima and Lucian Price were standing there yeah. and just doing a stare down all of a sudden Mustafa off Lee pushes Axiom off puts it in there hits his finisher one two three. Yay. Boring as shit. Did not enjoy this. Vinny, take it away. Yeah, um, basically this was just, they were going back and forth and it was just the same shit that we expected to see. Axiom doing ridiculous shit for no reason. Uh, Mustafa Ali trying to save the day. What? And, uh, uh you said he's not sick car of 2.0. He's sick car of 5.0. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> we've seen too many 2.0 Sinkaras for that to be a 2.0, because remember you got we had uh, Lince Dorado, we've had Grand Metalik, who apparently He's an AEW now, um, so this is more like a 5.0 because he, this is. Here's the thing about Axiom I want to say, and I've noticed this while, while we were bringing up this 2.0, 5.0 shit. Axiom, when they first put out vignettes for him before we found out who he was, I thought this is gonna be a really cool gimmick because it's all about math and shit. So I thought it was gonna be like a Goodwill Hunting kind of thing. So I thought it would be a really cool gimmick. But when I found out it was just another masked luchador wrestler, I was like, get this off my fucking TV. Like I'd never been more disappointed in a debut. Okay, well, that's not, all enti- that's not entirely true. But um, it was disappointing because the person I thought this character could have been, they shit all over it by just making him another flippy-dippy luchador who does shit that looks silly and phony. So that's why I, I'll be honest, I hated it. You know, because again, it was all, almost every move required a fuck ton of cooperation. Uh, Mustafa Ali just pushing him off the turnbuckle because he realized, oh crap, I'm messing with his mask by accident. Um, Which obviously, you know, Ali, you know, realizing, oh, I did that accident 
accidentally. Um, I guess that's one positive in that. Like, Ali was clearly not trying to rip off his mask, but pushing him off the top rope was clearly intentional. And then Axe is supposed to hit the floor with a sickening thud, and they're like, it's like 15 feet to the floor. And I'm like, it doesn't look that high. I'm just saying, if the cage, if a cage is like 20 feet, and that's 15, you're telling me the cage only adds five extra feet? Ah, uh, nah, I'm somehow not buying that. That's a, that's a 15 foot drop. I don't know. Maybe someone get, a, someone get a fucking ruler, do the math. I don't know. But that did not look like a 12, 15 foot drop to me. Maybe about a 10. Yeah. I mean, it definitely hurts either way. Yes, that's true. Getting pushed off that thing. But I don't think that was like a 15 foot drop. And they did this thickening thud, and they, but it was off camera, so you have no idea what the fuck happened. Unless somebody with a camera phone can tape something that happened. But then Ollie hits the 450 for the win, as well he should. And then he looks into the camera and tells everyone he wants the next shot at the North American title. Which, I agree, Ali should get the shot, but I'm really, 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 really hoping they're gonna wait till No Mercy to give him the shot. I know Heat Wave is in two weeks, but if Mustafa Ali is gonna be the next North American champion, and I think he should be the next one to win it, it should be at No Mercy. And I'll explain more about that later because I don't want to step over anything. Okay. But after that, we see uh, Joe Gacy as they are looking for the Creed brothers. They're basically beating the shit out of a fuck ton of people backstage. And they're basically saying they're not going to rest until they find the Creed brothers. And they're going to tear the whole place apart until they do. Uh, Okay. You saw the Creed brothers in another another state or two. Was it a Hawaii or Fiji? I don't know. But they're out there. They're gunning. They're pissed off. They're ragey. They're upset. So, yeah, let's see where this keeps on going. And he, they, they, I looked at everybody, there was a bunch of bodies laying out. I was like, what the hell happened there? And then you see Joe Gacy and the schism with Ava Rance. Oh, I see what they're doing out there looking for the Creed Brothers. So, anyways, all right, let's see where this goes because, okay. Uh, here's here's my issue. I have one issue with this this segment and this feud and this promo and all that other shit. Just one? Yeah. Shocker. And that is, after the shit you've gone through with the Creed Brothers, allegedly being the ones in the masks to cost the dyad, the tag team titles, or the match, or whatever... Why would you still have followers walking around in yellow masks? Good point. How fucking stupid are you guys that you're not even thinking, gee, we're looking around for the Creed brothers. Maybe it's one of the guys in the fucking masks again. Uh, I'm just saying if I'm Joe Gacy, I'm like, you know what? No more masks. No more, no masks. more masks. Everybody needs to just walk around maskless because clearly we have traitors among us that are, and the Creed brothers are disguising as them. So why would you do that knowing the Creed brothers could infiltrate you again? Unless you actively looked at everybody's mask and put them on before you walked them into the building, like a mask inspection. So I'm just saying, why would you do that again? Kind of like that scene in Django where they go, you know what? How about no more bag, no bags this time, but next time we do the bags, right? And we go full regalian. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking here. It's like, it's like I'm just saying, I think the masks should not be working right now until you find the Creed brothers. Pretty much that's true. It's like, if it's like take off all the masks, make sure you're not the Creed brothers. Okay, let's go beat the crap out of people. Anyways, all right. Yes. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Kalani Jordan with Dana Brooke versus Blair Davenport. Do you actually call this a match? Yes. To a certain extent? I mean, it's not a good match, but no, it's a match. it wasn't, but I mean, okay, uh, this is what we like to call in the Boochcast, filler. Am I right or wrong? Am I wrong? I don't really know this is filler because there is an ongoing storyline here, but basically what this match is is uh, the Keon James goes against Blair Davenport and Jordan, she's green as shit. She has a lot to learn, but she put up a good fight and in the end, Davenport won and rightfully so, so Anyways, Vinny, take it away, because just... Ugh. Well, yeah, Blair Davenport needed this win because she took a major loss at the Great American Bash that I personally felt she shouldn't have taken. You know, I, I'm not a fan of Roxanne Perez. I've gone on record saying that. But at least she got a win over here. And I like Kalani Jordan. I don't hate Kalani Jordan. Let me make that clear. Because everyone thinks when I'm brutal and I critique certain wrestlers, they automatically assume that I hate them. Now, that is true with a lot of them, so I understand why people have that misunderstanding. But I don't hate Kalani Jordan. My frustration is that she's very green. And sometimes I feel there are days where I feel like she's getting better. And there's other times where I see massive steps back. Like she's doing way too many moves off the ropes. Like try, like she has that one where she spins around the ropes, does an arm drag. I like that. But then she'll go to the other side and try to do another move off the rope or another move through the rope or something. Like t stop. I don't want you to be the uh, through the rope lady. Okay. It's not working because some of these moves are doing well. The rest of them you're botching severely. And some of the moves are not being done in a proper way. Like the cartwheel elbow strike that... Ugh. 
Blair was clearly standing there waiting for it. That looked horrible. They were, I think at one point they tried to do like a backward slide pin or something, and that went bad. Like there was just botches all over, and you know they're going to show up on TV, especially the horrifying hurricanrana that they did, where it clearly looked like Blair had to flip herself because Kalani couldn't hold on or whatever. It just, it, it looked bad. And it's why I don't like seeing those multiple moves done in a match. Because that's why you see more botches now than you did back in the day. Because they're all trying to work this flippy, fast-paced style that requires too much cooperation and too much risk. And you don't want high risk in a wrestling match. Not just for your health and safety, but also so you don't look stupid in the ring. And as I mentioned before, it's supposed to look like a real fight is taking place. And that is why it's hard to get behind modern wrestling. Because so many matches are getting away from the fact that it's supposed to look real. And not look like uh, Cirque du Soleil, as I like to call it. So, Blair got the win, which is good. After the match, Dana Brooks grabs his leather belt and chases after her. Um, why? Because she's pissed. And then Brooke almost hits Jordan and the women argue. Because, obviously, Dana Brooke is starting to develop a killer instinct. Which Kalani Jordan apparently doesn't have. But we'll get to more of that in a moment. But either way, Dana Brooke is starting to come into her own. And I get a feeling her and Kalani are about to go through a big breakup. I see it coming down the road. Tom can only tell there, folks. All right, Vinny, do your thing. Yes, we now cut to the backstage area with Von Wagner, who says Braun Breaker is a badass, but even badasses need to get knocked down a peg. I enjoy this right here. Well, my favorite thing is, is uh, Braun Breaker, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to put you through the fucking table. That's what he, basically what he said. It was like, yeah, you're strong. You're a badass, but <laughs> I'm Von Wagner. I'm intrigued to see what happened with that tonight, but I thought this was good right here. I thought I enjoyed it. He's like, all right, motherfucker, see what you got. Yeah. Well, he said you're going to get tabled, and he has that chair that t-shirt now yeah and because now apparently that's going to be Braun Breaker's thing is putting people through the announce table and I and that and technically he's not ripping off the Dudleys he's not because the Dudleys every time they went to get the tables it was never the announce table it was a regular wooden table under the ring so because Von Wagner is using the announce table every time he says he's going to put somebody through a table it's technically an original concept because he's deviating away from what the Dudleys used to do and on that note we're going to move on on to the next match of the evening for the what is now being called the counterfeit nope. heritage nope. cup. <laughs> nope. Noam Dar with nope. metaphor nope. defends nope. the cup nope. against Tyler Bates. Nope, not doing it. Zach. Nope. Come on. Nope. Zach. Nope. Zach, do your job. Nope. Hey, are you the NXT correspondent? Do your goddamn job right now. I'm going on vacation. Fine, then I'm keeping the Sweetwater beer. Okay, here we go. I hate this shit. I like Tyler Bate. I'm Vinny, you like Tyler Bate too, don't you? Yes. I like him. I like him. But no, this cup is stupid, retarded, and dumb. I'm just going to bet this match sucks. So I'm going to let um, Vinny take over. And maybe someone from Virginia can help this uh, help this up. Because I thought this was absolute dog shit. Take it away. Well, here's the thing. The Heritage Cup in general is stupid. But what makes this dumber than normal is the fact that they wrestled for a Heritage Cup that's not the real Heritage Cup. A counterfeit. Yes, it's a replica to make Noam Dar feel better about his sorry, miserable life. Because apparently without the Heritage Cup, this is the stupidest fucking storyline in wrestling. And yes, I'm including the shit that AEW puts out when I say that. This is fucking dumb as fuck. That's brave. It is. You know how bad you have to be <laughs> to have a shittier storyline than AEW? A company that still has pockets as its most dominant champion? That's how fucking sad it is. This was a horrible fucking match. Like, first of all, so many things go wrong in this match. Also, you're seeing rounds end too fast and also just stupid shit going on. Now, the crazy thing is, towards the end of the match, it actually got good. You know, Noam Dar has a great knee bar and Tyler Bates sells it very well till finally he had to tap out because he realized he wasn't getting out of this hold. But no, he had two more not. rounds to go. He tried to hold out to the end of the round, though, at least. Yeah. Well, Noam Dar refused to let go afterwards, which... Could have resulted in a disqualification, and I don't. And a disqualification doesn't, uh, the, you know, the, the cup doesn't change hands. So they could have did that, but they somehow managed again to let go. I did find it weird though that Noam Dar had people in his corner, but Tyler Bate had nobody in his corner, which I thought was stupid. But it worked because in the end, Tyler Bate does get the win and is able to 
walk out with the fake Heritage Cup, which I'm assuming Tyler Bate and Nathan Fraser at some point are probably going to have a Heritage Cup unification kind of thing. I see that coming. I'm sorry, but I do. I see this shit coming where they're going to have a Heritage Cup match to unify the cups. And then I'm sure Noam Dar is going to have something to say about that. And just this whole faction, this metaphor faction is shit. It's not over. It's fucking sad to watch. And it's fucking disgraceful to wrestling. It truly is. Especially when they're ripping off the Toon Squad, if you happen to notice that. Because while he's in the corner, he had this water bottle that said Noam's secret stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Which, for those of you that don't know, that was uh, from the original uh, Space Jam movie. Uh, Bugs gets a fake water water bottle with actual water in it. And it says Michael's secret stuff. And he convinces all these, um, the Looney Tune characters to drink it. And they think it's going to give them, like, strength and speed and make them uh, badass basketball players. So they drink this stuff thinking they're the best and it gives them the confidence, but they don't realize they had that skill inside of them all along. It was just fake. It was just water. So special delivery. Yes, it was a very interesting movie. And one more thing. I simply refuse to watch the Space Jam movie with fucking LeBron James. Done. I saw the trailer and immediately knew I wasn't watching uh, well, that. We were like, nope, nope, nope. With his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies too. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, fam. Nope. 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 Those were cheesy as shit, but those are good, wonderful, wonderful childhood memories. Because next time I'll use mustard. All right, then move on. Yes. Now, we then cut to the backstage area with Ilya Dragunov, who is about to call out a uh, trick. Williams. Uh, He's had some time to think and he definitely still wants to fight Trick Williams and predicts that we're going to see pain. Basically saying he's just uh, ready to call out Trick Williams like, like, you want to blame me for your problems? You did this to me, Ed? You did that to me. All right, let's see what you got. That's basically what he's saying. Well, yeah, he's blaming him for the fact that he's not the NXT champion right now because he feels like he hit him with the title belt. Then we cut to the backstage area with the NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes, who gets confronted by Dijak who uh, apparently wants to to face um, Carmelo for the NXT Championship. He's not backing down. Wesley comes out because apparently him and Carmelo have unfinished business from the altercation they had last week after their tag match. Dijak basically says that uh, Wesley is not in the title picture. In fact, he's not in any title picture. And Wesley's like, oh, is that right? Oh, is that right? And then Dijak just beats the crap out of him and beats him to death in the locker room. Um, Wesley, shut up. You're just whining and pissy and moaning like the emo kid. You suck, and he tries to talk shit to Dijak, and after that, Dijak is like, dude, shut up. You suck and beat the shit out of him. I was like, yay! And I really don't care. Wesley against Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes better go over, because if not, the whole world's going to end in Vinny Bucci's world. Yeah, I may shut off NXT if that happens. I don't know. I may need to take a break. I may need to, I may need, we both may need to go on vacation if that happens, because there's no way I can sit through an NXT with Wesley as its main champion. I couldn't, I could barely tolerate the North American title run that he had. So I couldn't see that. But Dijak beating his ass or maybe Dijak becoming the NXT champion, I could see that. I can see that too. I would like to see that. All right there, sir. Moving on. Yes. We get to the in-ring segment. We see Ilya Dragunov in the ring. He says it's time for Trick Williams to claim responsibility for his actions. He better not keep him waiting. Williams walks out on the stage. Williams says he can see in Dragunov's eyes that he ain't backing down and he isn't either. Before anything happens, Williams wants to holla at Dragunov first. Dragunov said Williams doesn't have a right to make demands. If Williams takes one step further, it will go bad for him. Williams has a proposal for Dragunov. Dragunov says the only reason he's an NXT champion is because of Williams. Williams says he didn't hit Dragunov with the title of the Great American Bash. He ran into it. Williams challenges Dragunov to a match. He's going to shut down all the whispers. He ain't no sidekick. He's going to prove that he could beat one of the best. Dragunov complains about not being able to fulfill his destiny. Dragunov tells Williams to think about what he is asking for because he will break him. Williams says he knows who Dragunov is and will show who he is at NXT Heatwave. Dragunov says he'll see Williams at Heatwave where his career will die. Loved it, did you? Loved it. Love this right here. This is probably one of the most entertaining things of the whole car tonight. Because you got to realize Trick Williams comes out and he towered over Dragunov. Trick Trick Willie is a big dude. But when it comes to Dragunov, he could just take an ass kick and take a lot of pain. But I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I wish we could see a new Mercy, but I don't want to wait that long. When she had Heat Wave and... I really don't care who wins. I just want to see a good fucking match. Not a bullshit spot monkey doing, doing, doing motherfucker. 
So, yay. And that's when we first found out there was going to be an NXT Heat Wave. They said, we'll see you at Heat Wave. And Zach and I kind of looked at you like, Heat Wave? What? What? What the fuck? What kind of? We're having a Heat Wave. Having a Heat Wave. No. Um, Technically, we have been having a Heat Wave. Jesus Christ. Hey, like, when you have to go out uh, out to go go get my mail, within five minutes, it feels like I'm like, even in the mornings when I have my cup of coffee, I'm like, this is sucks. I'm ready for September to come around. I know you don't like the cold weather, but when it's... Decently not freezing. I'm sorry. Also, because fall means seeing football. And yes, college is still better than pro. Anyway, go ahead, then, Mr. Bucci. No, it's not. But anyway, um, my point is, uh, I, I said I don't like the cold because the thing is, that fall or spring, those are brief moments. They last about two weeks. You're either freezing to death or sweating to death in Georgia. There is no fall or spring. We either have su- yeah. we have summer and winter, yeah, and that's fucking it. Much. It's either hot as hell or cold as hell. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. All you northern guys, like you try to do with the winters, like try down here with the summer. Fuck off. I prefer the summer, man. So you you got the wrong guy here. As much as, as much as crazy as this heat wave's been, it's easier because if the heat gets too hot, it's easier to cool down than it is to warm up. That's the thing. You can jump in a pool. You can take a shower, drink some water, clear it right up if you're hot. If you're freezing, you got to get warm blankets. You got to put on sweats and long johns and shit and get in front of a fire a campfire or a fucking fireplace whatever fucking warm your yeah, ass yeah so know he hates the cold like i hate the cold like we had to go do something many many years ago we'll get back on track here here soon folks and we were right i was fine and here comes Vinny. like he's like we got a car he's like literally just looks like he just got out of an ice bath he said like, i was like dude it's not even 50 degrees it's not it's like 52 to side he said it's so fucking cold i was like all right i'm sorry all right, go ahead. He pissed off the wrong guy in that moment. I was like, I fucking can't do this. And I remember, um, and here's, and here's the awkward thing. Like, the hardest part about the winter is having car sex in the fucking winter. It's so fucking awkward. I mean, almost every girl, that's when, that's the only time the girls discover that I wear, like, long johns because I have to take those off, too. When I'm, now, thankfully, during sex, it gets warm in the car, thank God. So, it, it's, it's okay there. But in the moment, at first, it's just kind of like, Jesus Christ, I'm cold. Jesus Christ, I'm cold. Like, I fucking hate it. It's like, <laughs> I go into that's why in the winter I'm trying I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering now that I'm single I might just use that as a hibernation period or I'm only gonna fuck women that have like apartments and houses and shit you know I, I can't do any more car sex in the winter summer no problem but in the winter time yeah I may have to uh, you know actually go find a place kind of like uh, kind of like with me when I go to a metal show like, hey Jack you get into the pit I'll be, my response is probably I'd be like fuck no <laughs> but I will say this out of all of us Desmond has it the worst in the summer because he works at he works outside so he it's the heat is kicking his ass yeah the heat yeah yeah i mean i have to agree i mean if it's i mean i i mean i had one time i had to drive to goodwill and just getting in and out of my car i could feel the heat like trying to kill me or when i did this comedy show this past friday like that just waiting just having to you know be inside the building like the heat was killing me i can only imagine what it's like for des working eight nine hours worse than me is i have to admit yes i work inside but i'm around hot water and steam Constantly, I sweat like a hooker out like like they do in church. Just to let you know. Yeah. Uh, this pit does get fucking hot. All right, we're going off topic here, guys. Mr. Yeah. Bitchy, move on to the next thing. Well, yeah. So anyway, we I, I like the like I said I like the promo here between these two, and I'm intrigued to see what happens. Like I said, I would I don't know if this is gonna be like a preliminary match that will lead to no mercy, or if this is just gonna be the ending here. But this is gonna be a tough one to call. Yeah, I know because I like both of them. Yeah, because I feel like Dragonoff didn't win the NXT title, so. So he kind of needs a win right here. But Trick Williams also needs a win because, again, he wants to prove that he can be his own man, that he's not a sidekick, that he's not... Lucky. Ju- yeah, he's not the guy that's carrying Mello's bags into the building. He wants to be his own, you know, man and prove that he could be a champion. Now, obviously, he's not going to go for the NXT title necessarily as long as Mello is holding it, but he wants to at least make himself good enough to be North American champion, which, depending on how long uh, Dom's going to hold it, we'll see what happens with that. There you, sir. Alrighty then. And then we cut to the backstage area with Damon Kemp, who asked Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak if he could train with them again. Gulak says they know he's tough, but eh. Tank and Hank are not cleared to compete. So Gulak and Dempsey don't have opponents tonight. Briggs and Jensen challenge them to a match. Um, okay. Um, uh, uh, Damon Kemp says, like, I want to train with you guys again. And, and Charlie and Drew are like, uh, no. We can't use Tank and Hank. Literally, because they're injured. They're injured. They're hurt. So Briggs and Jensen, which we have not seen those guys in a while. 
uh, popped up after a couple. Uh, how long has it been? A couple of weeks ever since I've seen them. Very long time. In a very long time. Oh, we're seeing they still look the same. So yeah, let's see where this goes. Well, yeah, it's kind of putting them back on TV and back into some kind of potential like title picture. Yeah, and I would love to see the breaks and Jensen with the tag team titles. Yes. Just imagine Tony Dean stacks against those two. That would but would we like to call in the business butts and seats. Yes, that's a money draw. That's a huge money draw. Rather than Tony yep. D and Stacks going against, I don't know, Axiom and uh, what's the guy? What are the other guys that we hate? Oh, everybody else. So, no. Moving on. <laughs> so then we cut to the back of the where we see Rey Mysterio talking to some people, and uh, he meets Thea Hale, who is a huge fan of his, and um, basically asks him, you know, if he still loves Dominic. And Ray said he's not proud of the decisions that Dominic has made, but he said he is my son and I will always love him. And he said, but, you know, you're a great competitor. Don't feel bad. I truly believe you're going to be uh, a champion one day. He did say that, too. Yes, he did. Then, yes, he did. And then, uh, of course, um, that's when Andre Chase and uh, Duke Hudson show up. And they say he was talking to Ray Mysterio. He goes, yeah, and unlike him, he doesn't throw in the towel. And she walks away. Uh, I said I, I said it off right. Babe. I think the hell's about to leave Chase you and go do her own thing. What do you think, Vinny? Uh, very, very close to it. Yeah. She's, she's clearly still holding a grudge over the fact that Andre threw in the towel on the match with uh, Tiffany Stratton. A woman holding a grudge. Fuck. We never heard that before, have we, Vinny? No, not at all. Not at all, right? Not at all. No. None. People just, we just know people who don't know, who don't hold grudges oh. at all. Oh, nobody knows how to let shit go like a woman. Well, two people in this, in the Booch Catch headquarters don't know how to let go of a grudge either. I'm guilty of just as bad as it is, Vinny, am I not? Uh, yes. We're not going to mention who. Anyways, I thought I think Thea Hale needs to do go do her own thing or, or take some time off. Well, either that or just get things back on track because without Chase U, I don't really know what kind of identity Thea Hale really has. Like, if she's going to break away from them, then she needs to stop with the school spirit shit and just become, like, a badass chick. And I think this should lead to her and Tiffany maybe having a rematch at No Mercy. And that's when Thea can finally become the NXT Women's Champion. Because I do feel like she's next in line. Yeah, yeah. She's got the heart and, and she's over she's way over too yes uh, i don't think we're gonna call it the chase you chihuahua anytime soon all right Vinny, move it on shall we yes to the next match of the evening we got von widener with mr stone versus braun breaker um, I thought this match could have gone a little bit longer, but this told a story. There was psychology in it. And yes, I'm, it, what do you call this a hoss fight there, Vinny? Yes. And these two beat the crap out of each other. I mean, Bogwiner did his parts. Braun Breaker did too. But when Braun Breaker hit that Spears, one, two, three. But here's the kicker, though. Guess what happened to Braun Breaker? He got tabled through the announcement. And when that happened, you saw, I think, Vic Joseph's candy went all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, Vic Joseph always has his candy handy. I get it. <laughs> it took me for a second to admit. Yeah, to admit there. And also, and then uh, during that time, that Braun Breaker uh, had a hold of Mr. Stone. Then Von Weiner came in and saved the day. And after that, uh, Mr. Stone gave him a hug. And Von Weiner's, all right, dude. Here, here's a dab. So don't give me a hug. Kind of like, please don't embarrass me. Well, yeah, you know that's how you know most guys are. They don't necessarily like some guys. Like some guys are cool with hugs. Some guys aren't. Mm. It's like you do, bro. Just, 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 the, just the dab is enough. Just the dab is enough. Like you know, we don't. I, I don't. I don't swing that way. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely tell this is not over between these two fine gentlemen. And it shouldn't be. No, they need to do something epic at No Mercy. I think. Like well, a, yeah, and like a steel cage, no holds bar type of deal. Well, yeah. I mean, Heat Wave's coming up in two weeks. Maybe they'll do something then, and then that can lead to a rubber match at No Mercy. Um, but Braun Widener definitely needs to be the one to win this feud. That's how I know it's not over, because Braun Breaker won. Because, like we said, Braun Breaker, everybody here on the Boochcast, we love Braun Breaker. We do. But he's taking up space right now in NXT. He's just dicking around because they're not ready to call him up, and I have no fucking idea why they're taking so long to bring him to the main roster. What the fuck are they waiting for? The Rumble? Are we waiting for the Royal Rumble? Is that is that the answer? He's going to debut at the fucking Royal Rumble? That's too far away. It is too far away. That's my point. What the fuck else is left for this guy to do? You're not going to make him an NXT champion again because nobody wants to see that. The North American title is practically beneath him. He has no friends, so he can't be a tag champ. And he doesn't identify as a woman, so he's not going for the women's title. So what the fuck else are you going to do? Unless, what do you want me to do? Carry that fucking Heritage Cup around? I mean, what the fuck else is he going to do? There's nothing he can do. Exactly! 
So what the fuck is he still doing here? I don't know. Just me. I mean this in a good way when I say get him the fuck out of NXT. He's ready. He's primed and ready to go. He is taking up space. This is goddamn ridiculous. So, like I said, this feud is far from over. I love the table spot because, again, uh, it allows Von Wagner to continue to stay over. You know, it allows him to uh, look good in defeat. That's what ultimately what it allows him to do. You know, he still looks good in defeat because even though Braun Breaker got the win, in the end, he put Braun through the table like he promised. So he still delivered on his promise to the fans. And to Breaker. So, he still looks good, but in the end, he needs the win. Most very, definitely. very true. After that, uh, we cut to the backstage area where we see uh, we see a little bit of uh, flirting between uh, Dom and Rhea. And Lyra Valkyra comes out and says that, you know... She's basically did what she said she was going to do, what that she, what that she wanted her to do. She beat J.C. Jane, but also wants her to stop interfering in Dominic's matches because basically saying that Dominic can't seem to win by himself. And Rhea's like, that's not true. And basically Lyra's verbally putting in her place, basically, is what I'm getting. I love this right here. It was like, uh, Valerie was like, yeah, I tried doing, uh, doing your route. I don't like you. And I, she did put him in, her in her place. Like, every time Dom has won, it was because of you. Rhea Ripley, who still to this day, no man can lay a hand on her, but she could put a man through the announce table. Vinny, does that make any sort of sense whatsoever? None. None. It's stupid. Very stupid, but I enjoy this right here. I think there might be a, a bit of a, having a little uh, thing between, uh, having a, uh, a rivalry between Valerie and Rhea. Yeah. Well, the issue is that's probably going to lead to a feud in NXT, and we'll talk more about that a little later, but what's really starting to cause a problem is Dominic, you know, getting a with the fact that people think he needs Rhea's help. And Rhea obviously is the, she's the one clearly wearing the pants in their relationship. That's why they always have her whispering in Dominic's ear and everything else and the fact that they you know, obviously are there's there's a physical relationship going on between them and Dominic is basically pussy witch when it comes to Rhea Ripley. Um, but after a certain point as a guy, it starts to weigh on you. First of all, no guy likes to admit that they need help. It's an ongoing issue issue with men in general. But most importantly, no man likes to have a woman fight their battles for them. That actually becomes a form of an insult. Now, some guys are able to let it go, others aren't. Like an example of that is in the movie Cinderella Man, when his wife throws a drink in uh, Max's face. Max is the final boxer that that, uh, Braddock faces at the end when he wins the world title. And he says, send me the cleaning bill and everything. He goes, you see that, guys? Now he's got his wife doing his fighting for him. And he looks at him and he goes, yeah, ain't she something? And he walks away. But that's because he's keeping his cool because he's waiting to get him in the ring to beat his ass. So Braddock's, Braddock ain't no bitch. He's just playing the long game. And this is back in the day of the old school boxing, too. Yes. Ooh. Back when, when uh, I think there was just, what, a ride of time during our grandparents or our great-grandparents were around right into well, the Depression. That, that fight was during the Great Depression when um, when uh, Braddock was struggling to make money during the Depression because he also broke his hand and couldn't box anymore. So he labored on—he was a dock laborer during the Great Depression until eventually he was able to start boxing again and started making money. Then it also increased his chances of getting hired at the docks until finally his trainer was able to forward him a bunch of money so he could spend more time training and less time picking up shifts at the dock. So he said, hey, I'm going to forward you some money to pay your bills and everything so that way you ain't got to go to work. You can just focus on training. And he was able to get back in the ring, win the title, and start making good money again, you know, which and, and good money as far as the standards back then, which are way different than they are now. Way different than they are now. But, um, yeah. So, I think this is going to eventually cause Dominic to leave the Judgment Day at some point. Because he's going to be sick and tired of everybody thinking that he can't win a battle on his own. So, at some point, he's going to tell Rhea, stay in the back. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I got a strong feeling that time is going to be coming soon. Because... A man can only take that for so long. Very, very true, sir. All righty then. And then we cut to the backstage area where we see Schism interrupting uh, Tony D'Angelo and Stax' uh, NXT tag title photo shoot looking for the Creed brothers. Uh, the Dyad makes a play for a match for the tag titles. Gacy tells them to focus on finding the Creed brothers first. Basically, uh, Gacy and the sk- uh, and the uh, schism was um, they were just looking for the Creed brothers. They go around asking asking people, "You see the Creed brothers?" You go, "No, up, oh, beat the crap out of you." But this right here was intriguing, and uh, they had, uh, schism and Tony D and Stax had a bit of an argument, and we're gonna see probably here soon that uh, from what I've seen with a heat wave, it's gonna be Tony D and Stax defending titles against 
Gizom. Eddie, since you recuperated over there, take it away, sir. Yeah, sorry. Uh, had a bit of a sneezing fit going on, so I had to move the microphone away from me. Um, I don't know why. It's just there. But anyway, um, this was an interesting segment. Because um, you notice that if everybody got beat down, you notice Tony and Stax, they didn't get beat down. No, they did not. Because they had crowbars. Yes. Yeah, so obviously, they um, the, they knew the dyad knew better than to go after them. But it's not them versus the schism. It's versus the dyad. There's a difference. Schism is only when it's um a mixture of the two or when Joe Gacy and Ava Rain are added. But the actual tag team is called the Dyad. So it would be Tony it would be the family versus the Dyad if that happened. But um either way, great segment and as always, um great to see the Don anytime he's on NXT. Absolutely, that's true. I kinda missed the guy. Boy, he still looks good in orange. You know, it's fucking funny, Cherry Top. You know, you look good in orange, too. I think that's why you still got the orange color in your hair. It's red. This is not orange. There's a difference between red hair and orange hair. This is real red, 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 real red hair. Just saying, you make orange really, really brighten it out. <laughs> hey, no one's even paying attention to the orange because they're too busy seeing the gold that the Don now has. And I ain't just talking about the fancy fucking jewelry either. I'm talking about that big golden fucking belt that's on there that we took in that beautiful photo shoot, which, by the way, check out those pictures coming soon. I, I may even autograph one and send it to you, Cherry Top. I know. I need something to start a fire with. Oh, I see. Well, then I'll be sure to give you plenty of them. <laughs> Joy, I'll just take it up and use it to talk press with my darts at the house. Like, up, one in the eye. Up, one in the nose. Up, one in the nose again. Hole in one. Yay! Well, you must make a lot of money dishwashing if you ain't willing to use that to make a profit. Ah. Yeah, he ain't gonna sell the autograph. Apparently, no. I'm happy making my money with plates, soap, and water, and fucking heat, and all that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy every second of that. But anyway, that's not why I'm here. I ain't here to play games with the orange man over there. But my point is, in this situation, the dyad decided to pick a fight with us. First of all, we ain't seen the fucking Creed brothers, nor do we give a shit what's going on with the Creed brothers, or what's going on with the the the, the jism, the schism, whatever the fuck they call themselves schism there don yeah we ain't we ain't fucking worrying about that or uh whatever this guy whatever the guy is the the triad the dyad the the iliad the odyssey whatever the fuck they want to call themselves we don't fucking care all i know is we're still the chance if the dyad wants to make a play the don will show them the rules of the real game and that's the way it fucking is good to know because that's the way i say it is okay Good to know. So now they're focusing on finding the Creepers. Last I checked, they were in fucking, like, what, Hawaii? I think Fiji. Fiji? I don't know. Fuck they doing in Fiji? What I the hell? I don't know. They're on the beach somewhere in a hot-ass sun. My Irish ass stays out of the sun. I'm well, good. Of well, of course. You roast like a fucking tomato out there. You know what I'm saying? He looks like one of the tomatoes that, uh, you know, Grandfather Emilio would pull off the fucking tree after he grew it in the fucking garden. That's how he would look. Nah. Funny, funny, but not really funny. All right, moving on. Yeah, you guys are arguing long enough. I'm not put. I'm putting an end to this, and we're moving on to the next match of the evening. Uh, we got us some tag team action here. We got Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley versus Gabagulak and Charlie Dempsey. Did you enjoy this? I did. Yeah, I did. I did at first. I was like, all right, we haven't seen Briggs and Jensen, and they still look good. Druga and Charlie Dempsey, they work good together too. But during that match, everything was going according to plan, and Kemp comes up there, um, suplexes freaking um. Jensen throws him back in the ring and, and and Charlie Dempsey pins him with a dragon suplex. Okay. Why? All right. Maybe you can explain this better than Vinny because I didn't understand this. Um, I guess they're trying to give uh, Gulak and Dempsey a win here, uh, trying to build their momentum. Obviously, Dempsey's going to get the pin because Charlie Dempsey, to me, is the one most likely to draw money out of this team. And obviously, they're doing something with him until William Regal can get back on TV because that's obviously his son. And I think they want to do something with him and Regal on television, but they have to wait till 2024 because that was the agreement that uh, they made with A. AEW when William Regal decided to leave and go back to WWE because William Regal works there in a backstage executive producer role and he's not allowed to appear on camera for a year. Now by that I mean a year at, from the time that he was released from AEW. So at some point in 2024 when that expires, Regal can get back on television in some capacity and I think he would make a great manager for Charlie, his son, because even though Regal doesn't wrestle anymore, he's still a phenomenal talker. Very good talker. And can definitely help out his son who, you know, 
don't really see him talk much, so it's hard for me to tell if he can cut a promo. Very true. We don't even know if he's Engl- if he's American or English. Well, we need to hear him talk. To, uh, to hear you mean it. if he has a British accent? British accent. or Yeah, we already know he's English. His fucking dad is William Regal, dumbass. Uh, I understand. I thought he had an English accent or a British accent. Jesus Christ. No one... <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. That's the most southern thing you've ever said. That's the first time in your life you ever sounded like an ignorant hillbilly. I don't know if he's American or English. I'm like, oh my God, really? You don't hear him talk. <laughs> His dad is William Regal. Yes, he's English. You can still have an English dad and be having an American accent. Yes, you can have an American accent, but he's still fucking English. I understand that. That's the, oh my God, that is so dumb. That's what they call The British are called the English. Actually, to tell you the truth, my yeah, they're called the English. They're called the English, England, English. Because they're that that's because even America is technically was part of England until we got our independence. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. I am positive. You have said some stupid shit, but oh my God. And I'm not editing this out, by the way. This is staying in here because I want people to hear how right, goddamn ridiculous that was. I don't give a fuck what they say. Oh God. All right. All right. I, I got to pivot away from this. Uh, we got to the backstage area with Dana Brooke, who yells at Kalani Jordan about finding her killer instinct. Jordan says this is only her third match, and she doesn't know what her killer instinct looks like. Brooke says she'll show Jordan when she faces Blair Davenport herself. Uh, I agree with you what you said. I think Keanu Jordan's going to leave. Um, Dana Brooke, maybe Dana Brooke is like, you need to do this, you need to do that, and and um, and uh, Jordan's like, I'm trying. This is my third. This is my only third match. Let's see what happens. And Brooke says, I'll take care of Blair Davenport next week. I was like, okie dokie. I don't know where this is going, Benny. Maybe you do. Um, like I said, I don't know if it's going to lead to a breakup between Kalani Jordan and Dana Brooke because I think Brooke is about to turn heel or something and become like a psycho person. But Psycho bitch. But Kalani, she isn't quite there yet. Like I said, she. some people have a killer instinct and some don't. Some people have to develop it. Some people naturally have it. Like, And there's certain places that require you to have a killer instinct, like the military or sometimes in combat sports, you have to have a killer instinct in order to successfully win. Because a lot of people say, like, you got to get aggressive, you got to get mean. That's the only way you can play because, you know, you got somebody over there that's trying to hurt you or trying to kill you and shit. So they're saying in order to succeed, you got to have some type of killer instinct and if you don't have a killer instinct it's gonna affect you in the long run and you know Kalani just doesn't have that she's a very sweet person some people are just that they can't be mean they can't be nasty and it doesn't work for them to be a heel hell it took Bailey forever to become a heel that is true like people see Bailey being a great heel now but that took years years for her to develop that because she was such a white meat baby face for so many years and pulled it off very very well like she was over it was the creative that fucked her six ways from Sunday and then they eventually turned her heel and she had to develop the heel persona and eventually she got good at it but it took a while to get there and Kalani it's gonna take her a while to get there you know so she's not gonna she's not moving as fast as Dana would like her to but as long as Kalani can rack up some wins she's doing fine for herself in my opinion now granted she didn't win tonight but you know her win-loss record could improve with time because they're worried about her having a killer instinct I'm worried about her in-ring skills more than anything she's gotta get better in the ring before she gets killer instinct out exactly let's focus on that first and then deal with that yeah yeah. All right. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Kiana James one-on-one against Ivy Nile. This right here was good. I mean, I would call this a filler maybe, but Ivy Nile came out there. Kiana James came out there. Everything was going fine and dandy. Then all of a sudden, um, Schism comes out there with their followers and starts banging on the ring apron. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. And I thought first Ivy Nile was going to actually win a fucking match for the first time ever or in a long time. But she didn't. Uh, Keanu James won, and everybody stormed the ring. And, uh, and everybody's holding her. Uh, the two of the masked guys were holding down um, uh, Nile and Ava Rain. Where's the Creed Brothers? Where's the Creed Brothers? And all of a sudden, the tag team champions, Tony D and Sachs, comes up and saves the day. Benny, take it away, sir. Yes. Um, hell of a match. Both these women know how to work. Both of them are very talented. And I knew it was going to be a, mat- a great match from the get-go. I didn't expect the schism to show up. But then I remember Ivy Nile does hang out with the Creed brothers or was with the Creed brothers so they're assuming she would know where they are but I doubt she does and obviously they had Ava Rain 
taking the lead on the interrogation because it's a woman-on-woman thing. The guys are just holding her, which helps because otherwise she can get away. So I'm glad to see some realism there. And then, of course, D'Angelo and Stax hitting the ring with crowbars to take out the schism because they decided to pick a fight with them and they save Ivy Nile, which could eventually lead to a six-person tag with the family and Ivy Nile against uh, the schism. You know, maybe the dyad and Ava because Joe Gacy seems to be playing more of a manager slash leader role right now. So I don't know when we're going to see uh, Joe ever back in the ring, but right now their focus is on finding the Cree brothers. So um, overall, great moment, but I will say this. If the Cree brothers are going to be making a comeback or doing something, I hope it happens soon. But I got a feeling they're going to have a match at No Mercy that will lead to their reinstatement. That's where I see this going. Absolutely, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoy this right here. Um, uh, uh, Tony D and Stacks comes up and saves the day with crowbars. I thought you guys like using baseball bats instead, but okay, this works. Hey, it don't matter if it's a fucking bat. It don't matter if it's a crowbar. It don't matter if it's a fucking Tommy gun. Whatever we need to use to get the fucking job done, that's exactly what we're going to do. So we came in with the fucking crowbars, and we took the jism and made them run for the fucking hills. That's you did. Run to the hills. No. 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 Don't sing again. Okay. Cherry top. Cherry top. Singing. Singing's not your thing. No, it's that's not that's, your thing. I know it's not. So that's why I don't do it. Well, you try. Yeah, I know. You just you just did it here. I understand that. I, I thought I could. You just yeah. told me I can't. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. You get to move on over here. What I'm saying is, uh, now I don't know why they look obsessed with the fucking Creed brothers. I will admit, uh, this this Kiana broad, she ain't bad looking. You know what I mean? Like, uh, something. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, Hands off. Vinny had that one for. Uh, has her first. Uh, okay, first of all, I really don't care what uh, Vinny wants, okay? If Tony D wants to give Kiana the old brazul, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do right here, alright? If I wanna play hide the salami with Kiana, that's what the fuck's gonna happen over she here. She has to find it first. That's why I said hide the salami, you fucking ignoramus. Jesus Christ. Do you not pay a fucking attention over here? When you're talking, absolutely, I don't. I try to ignore you because your voice is so horrible to hear. Oh, yeah, and you're such a pleasant breeze of fresh air. Oh, I'm a wonderful breath of fresh air. Yeah, bullshit on yeah, that. Yeah, bullshit on you too, motherfucker. Bye. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you disrespect the fucking Don. Jesus Christ, he sounds like a fucking toddler. This fucking toddler over here. Quack, what the fuck? Quickity quick, quack, quack. The fuck is wrong with you? What did you get a fucking quack, 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 quack? Somebody's been drinking too much over here. I should tell you the truth. I haven't had a drop in oh, a couple hours actually. That doesn't surprise me. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, we did the right thing. We saved Ivy Nile well, over there. We did the right thing. Hey, we've been doing the right thing. Fuck have you been? You've not been watching the show every week. I have been watching the show. Yes, you did something right for once in your life. You feel bad about yourself? I hope you do. We're the fucking tag team champions. Why would I not feel bad? I got the fucking gold. I, know I feel you fucking want more. great. I bet you do. Of course I fucking do. Good for you. I got championship gold. You got dishes to clean. What the fuck? So yeah. anyway. So anyway, yeah. So now we end up now we gotta face the fucking dyad. They want a shot at the fucking tamps, and we're gonna beat their fuck brains out and send them back to whatever creepy fucking place they crawled out of. Good luck to you, sir. We'll we'll bitch slap them back into the grizzled veterans. I won't let that one go. <laughs> Good, because I ain't got time to listen to you two keep doing this he shit. He starts time. it. Yeah, you start it all the time. Man. I do not. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, you were literally fucking quacking on the show. What the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. That's why I don't buy, that's why I don't buy you fucking beer. That's why I hate doing it. Sort of I haven't had a drop. The 12-pack has not been open yet. I know, and that scares me. If you're, if you're like this sober, what the fuck are you gonna do if you're drinking? And you're, you see me drinking. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Chase after fucking ducks in the quack, 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 quack. Like, Get he, me drunk enough, or you wouldn't believe what Jesus I would do. Christ, he's gonna be fucking naked, running through the, no. running to the pond, yelling quack, quack at the ducks. The bitch has gone completely insane tonight. Uh, yeah. All right, moving so on. So we're in the parking lot. Wesley tells Trickland to let Hayes know he's coming for him when he's done with Dijak. Williams tells Lee to tell Hayes himself. Kemp, Dempsey, and Gulat tell Trick Williams has he has no chance against Dragunov. Williams tells him he has a special place for them next week. Um. Okay, I don't know why this was happening. I mean, he, he uh, Wesley, like, come for him. And, and, and uh, Trick Williams goes, I'm not his messenger. And then uh, Gulak and Dempsey get like, hey. Hey, look, it's uh, Carmelo Hayes purse holder, and I look, and he, I, if I was, if I was trick, I'd be like, oh, purse holder, all right, and I would smack the living crap out of him if I was him. But we'll see what happens. So we'll be dragging off against um, Trick Willie next week, and I'm eager to see what happens. Like we said before in the beginning.
beginning of this uh, of the talky talky talk. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah, me too. Although, you know, the point of this is Trick's trying to say he's not a sidekick. That's why he's getting annoyed when Wesley says stuff like, go tell Carmelo Hayes. Like, I'm not telling him shit. You go be a man. Go tell him your fucking self. Like, I'm not getting involved in this. That's why I like that. And then, of course, you know, the purse holder and all that. So Williams is going to whip some ass next week. And, you know, this is a, this is a step for Trick Williams to take to, again, establish himself as his own man. And I think this could also lead to Trick and Carmelo breaking up as Trick is getting sick and tired of being the second fiddle. You know, everybody thinking that all Trick is good for is being a hype man to Carmelo Hayes. And he's like, no, I'm my own person. Hell, Trick Williams, he's taller than Carmelo. He's in better shape than Carmelo. I'd say he's a better talker than Carmelo. I think I love to see Trick with the NXT title. So I would have no objections to that. So I like the fact that Trick wants to stand on his own two feet because that's a guy who by himself could draw money because he's got the body, he's got the promo, and he's got the in-ring skill. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the main event of the evening for the NXT North American Championship. Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley defends the title against Dragon Lee with Rey Mysterio. I thought this was actually fantastic. Dragon Lee actually did a really, really good job. Didn't he not, Vinny? Yes, he did. Yeah, I like, when it comes to Dragon Lee, I do like him and I don't. But this match was fantastic right here. I mean, uh, Dominic that did his thing. Dragon Lee did his thing. I mean, at first... Uh, uh, Dominic tried to take off his mask and everybody knows in Lucha, uh, Lucha uh, Libre way that you don't touch the mask. But he managed to keep the mask on and um, during one part part of the match, Rhea Ripley tried to make her slide the uh, the North American Championship belt to hit, uh, the, basically cheat the win and Rey Mysterio um, took it away from him. And then after the 619, he kicked out of it. But then uh, uh, first I thought seriously that Dom Sin was going to win. But he didn't because after that powerbomb, he kicked out. And come on now, guys. And Benny, Benny will agree with me here that you, he's not going to lose that title on free TV. He's just not. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, then, and of course, Rhea, Rhea Ripley interferes again with Valkyrie trying to point out early in, in the show. But otherwise than that, this was actually really, really good. Dragon Lee impressed me. Dominic is doing great as a heel, and a lot of people hate Dominic. I don't. I think what he's doing is fan-fucking-tastic. He's being a heel. But in the future, guys, if you go see this guy live, let the fucker talk. That's all I ask. Let him talk. You have to let him talk. At some point, he's going to have to talk so he can get better at his promos. Otherwise, he's going to be cutting shitty promos at some point. You're going to wonder, how come after all this time, he hasn't gotten better as a talker? Because no one's letting him talk. I mean, the nuclear heat thing only lasts for so long, but if it starts to take over the whole damn show, it could become more of a detriment than a positive. That's true. It it could become a bigger problem down the line. But either way, I did enjoy this match, and I felt like during this match, um, I wasn't a fan of it because I knew with Ray getting involved, and with Rhea Ripley and the whole guys and girls don't touch kind of thing, it was going to make things awkward and one-sided. But of course, they did find ways to make it work, like Rhea and Ray going back and talking back and forth while Dragon Lee would take advantage of distractions. Um, you know, Dominic, you know, being handed the North American title, but Ray ripping it out of his hands. And then as Dragon Lee comes over, Rhea hits her with the world with the women's world title belt, which I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, I know. I was too. I was just waiting for it. I because I knew Dominic wasn't gonna hit him with the belt because the ref was in plain sight. And this is the difference between WWE and AEW. What? WWE rarely does shit in plain sight of the referee. Mm-hmm. If that was AEW, he'd have whacked him with the belt, and the ref just would have stood there like a log and not even called for the belt. Like a bump on the log. Yeah. So in WWE, they do it differently, where it's like, okay, you're being distracted by this. You don't see Rhea hitting it with the other belt, because that's their strategy. Distract them with one weapon and slide in another, or do something behind the ref's back or something. Like, at one point, like it's like in the match with uh, when William Regal helped MJF. You know, he Helped him t- he ripped off the dynamite diamond ring and was distracting. Then when, when no one was looking, he slid brass knuckles at one point to MJF. But he did it in a way to where it was distracting for the referee, where the referee couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden, uh, MJF used the brass knucks, knocked out Moxley, and won the world title. Mm-hmm. So it's the same strategy. Once I saw the North American title get thrown into the ring, I knew Rhea was going to use her title at some point. And she hit it at the right time. Dominic then hit the Michinuku driver, got the one, two, three, retained the title as well he should because it is TV. So uh, now it looks like Mustafa Ali might be his next challenger. I'm really, really hoping they're not going to make this happen at Heat Wave. Um, I would rather save that for No Mercy and see how you could drive that out. Maybe give Dominic uh, somebody else to face. 
and a re- and maybe like did Wesley get a one on one rematch? Not yet. No. I would probably make that for Heat Wave mm-hmm. and have Dominic go over in that. Maybe Dijak interferes or whatever the fuck. I know. I think he's t- facing Dijak next week, so I'm thinking maybe that could be something that happens. Maybe he interferes there, and then you drag it out to No Mercy. Have Mustafa beat Dominic at No Mercy, become the new North American champion. Right yeah. At that point. Yeah. I can see that. So I w- that's what I would do because I think yeah. Mustafa Ali should be the next champion. Yeah, he does. Because he's, like he's I said, over with the crowd. Not just that he's over, it's that he could bring star power to North American title for what he's done in WWE. Plus, I think NXT is a better place for Mustafa Ali to be. I don't think he's good I don't think he's good enough for the main roster. I don't think he can cut it on the main roster. I don't think so either. So I think being North American champion is perfect for him. Maybe NXT champion at some point, but he definitely should not if he is gonna win the title, it should not be on free TV. Dominic should not drop the North American title on free TV under any circumstances. Under any circumstances at all. And after the battle match um uh Rhea Ripley was like pointing at her p- touching uh touching uh Ray and all of a sudden the savior comes uh, uh Valerie comes out there and starts beating the living shit out of Rhea I was like yeah you want to hit a man why don't you come hit a woman instead it's like all you do is manipulate and corrupt people so here soon we're gonna see Dragon Lee Rey Mysterio team up with Valerie to take on I guarantee you Rhea Dominic and maybe Finn or uh, Damien Damien Priest yeah yeah well they're gonna need a third person in there so uh, that could happen or it might just be a tag match with um, Lyra Valkyra and Dragon Lee against Rhea and Dom because I don't know if Rey Mysterio is still hurt or not because I know he got injured in the match he had with uh, Santos because you know his Rey didn't get very physical in this match that's true aside from talking down Dominic because Rey got in Dominic's face and they were going back and forth that's true so we kind of saw that scenario happening, but I don't see. Plus, it wouldn't make sense for Ray and Dominic to fight each other again. I don't see the value in those two having another match. No, I mean I feel like they had the one match. Dominic went over. There's no reason for them to fight again. There really isn't, you know. And plus, with Ray getting hurt a lot, I don't know how much longer he can really last in the ring. I don't think he really needs to prove himself anymore. No, unless he's unless he's going to try to be a world champion again. I don't know what else is left for Rey Mysterio to really do. I should tell you the truth. I wouldn't mind him seeing the NXT world title around Rey. I'd be okay with that. I would be very, very okay with that. Just one more uh, world title run for Rey Mysterio, and he can go retire, do what he does. Well, yeah, he could provide a lot of good to NXT because, again, the NXT guys need a lot of experienced people to help them work. You can't have young guys leading young guys because they don't have the experience. You need to have the established talent to help get the new talent over. And again, getting the new talent over doesn't always mean losing to them. It could be something simple as having a kick-ass match, the established guy wins, but then gives the handshake after the match and endorsing them hey like when Edge beat Grayson Waller and then after the match Edge said hey Waller you swam basically told him hey you put up a fight kid you know that's a, that can be an endorsement right there or teaming up with somebody and having like Rey Mysterio being a tag team champion with Dragon Lee or something that could put Dragon Lee over like things like that put the young guys over or even something simple like training them teaching them the proper way to work that's how you get new talent over it's not just losing people think that's the only way to get somebody over it's not that now sometimes there are scenarios where the person has to lose to get them over those are those are some rare scenarios but even something simple as having a kick-ass tear down house down match and then afterwards the veteran shakes your hand that's an endorsement so that helps. So I feel like Ray could do better in NXT than he would on SmackDown or Raw or anywhere else. I feel like Ray doesn't need to be on the main roster anymore. There's nothing left for him to do. There really isn't. And I heard he's actually a really, really nice guy. Who, Ray? Yeah. I heard Ray was actually a very, very nice individual. I hear he is. I've never met him in person, so I can't say really. But from what people tell me, yeah, he's cool. And if you've never seen him without his mask, watch some WCW 1999 or 2000. You can look it up easily. Ray Mysterio without his mask. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> or you can just Google it. If Google it, be of course. Lazy and not want to watch great wrestling. I'm just going to look at some pictures because I'd rather I'd rather Don't watch you. Gotham and drink beer. So anyway. Um, Fuck you. I rather, better than watching the damn Daredevil with Ben Affleck's fucking ass. And then I promise you that, which by the way, we're going to have a nice little talk about with somebody. Ooh, I'm shaking in my little space boots. Folks, he just has shitty taste in movies. Zach has shitty taste in life. So anyway, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, 
Thank you for taking time. Everybody's scheduled to join us, and I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Mail Soap Opera Moment with our recaps for SummerSlam. Find out who was right and who was wrong and be on the lookout for our recap of SummerSlam coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel and check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 25th for WWE Survivor Series. Uh, we're still trying to work out the kinks on how we're going to make that happen because unfortunately I will not be able to attend the watch party as I will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina with Buff Bagwell at WrestleCade. We'll be there November 24th and the 25th for WrestleCade so make sure you come down and see us. Uh, but Desmond's hoping to get the team together and make something happen and if they'll get together great. If not, then we'll see you guys at the Rumble. Uh, also, we have a live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels we can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. And a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we get the third and final level we can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it to Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans. are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option to pay the credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe this would be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when that's all said and done, we use the rest to feed good old Zechariah. I asked Scott here his ramen noodles and try to get him laid despite all the setbacks he brings to his own life. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>